You're listening to the Around the Lens podcast, the home of high-quality, roundtable, visual journalism discussion about the news, topics, and gear related to our career field. Now, here's the host of our show, David J. Murphy. Hello and welcome to Around the Lens, episode 224. I'm your host, David J. Murphy. In case you know, Around the Lens is all about visual journalism discussion. So we've got a roundtable here of experts. We're going to talk about uh, various topics related to the world of visual journalism. Let me introduce our co-host this week. Our regular co-host coming all the way from Hawaii is a newsman broadcaster with Eagle News, Mr. Ron Hamilton. Hello, Ron. Uh, yes, good morning and uh, nice to be here, David. Glad, glad to have you. You should you should talk in only with that. What's that language that you like to talk in? That you, you speak really uh, well. I got so many. I don't know. Jive. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, also joining us this week is a photographer, portrait photographer, New York photographer, uh, visual journalist, extraordinaire, chairman of the APA, Mr. Travis Keys. Hello, Travis. What is going on? Not much, buddy. How are you? Oh, been been actually kind of busy, but I'm I'm good. I'm a little tired today, but oh. uh, you know the, the the old joints aren't working like they used to. I pulled something in my rotator cuff, so like everything I do right now, I was like even trying to put on deodorant. I was like, oh my god, I can't do it. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> good thing you're self quarantining. So. Yeah, I know. Seriously, yeah. you figure ways that you can do a lot with duct tape and a broom. Mm-hmm. Indeed, <laughs> indeed. And joining us all the way from Washington D.C., freelance photojournalist from the world of politics, Miss Evelyn Hoxine. Hello, Evelyn. How are you? I am good. How are you guys? Uh, doing we know how you are. Yeah. <laughs> I thought we sorry, just went away. <laughs> I, I had a sorry. I froze because I just made a cup of coffee and I looked and looked in my cup and there's something foreign floating in there. So when I don't have my coffee, I'm just I got a little distracted there. Oh or just go for it. I need the caffeine. Yeah. I don't know if I can. I, I can't even just screenshot it. But I'm mm. so anyway. Um, but things are good in D.C. Quiet, um, you know, quiet here. But uh, work wise, but but I can't complain. Things are good. Happy to be here on the podcast. All right, great. Happy to have you. All right. Well, we've got no guest host this week. Uh, our guest panelists this week. They had to. Uh, they were taking care of some other stuff. So hopefully we'll get them back on another show in the future. But let's get on with our first topic. It's all about free photography courses. Uh, so, you know, of course, with all of us having all this extra free time, right, where should be like learning skills and bettering ourselves and whatnot. Uh, hopefully, if you are, great. If not, no big deal. But um, the website Photography Life decided to release some of their educational courses, their premium photography courses that normally run for about $150 a piece. Uh, they've decided to push out for free on YouTube. So again, if you're sort of more of a beginner uh, or if you just want to kind of refresher on the basics, you can watch this YouTube series. It's, uh, it looks like it's it's about, I don't know, 20 or 30 uh, videos. And I thought when I saw this story that it was more in depth than this. And again, maybe it is, I don't know. But from my, you know, just looking at what's available from, you know, what's been posted on Petapixel about this story, it seems like it's just these videos. So, you know, again, it's it's tutorial videos, right? You know, these are things that exist on YouTube and all sorts of forms and shapes. And now you have sort of, I would say, definitely a professional level series of videos that are well shot, well edited and, and well lit that are sort of um, all packaged together as, as one thing. So it's kind of like you can go from beginning you know, uh, to sort of intermediate level and get a basic understanding. Like I would definitely show this to my wife. My wife is, you know, someone who I've tried to introduce to the world of photography for, I don't know, probably 10 years now. And she sort of barely gets photography. You know, she understands the camera and framing a little bit. You know, she still doesn't really have a hang of like aperture and shutter speed and f-stops and all that stuff. But, you know, she can she can pull out a picture if you put it on settings for her. But um, let's throw it over to the panelists. You know, what do you all think about um you know, Photo Life doing this, giving out this, this, you know, this content for free. They normally charge hundred fifty dollars for. Is this, this look like content you would watch? Well, I'll jump in there just because I'm actually creating content and doing very similar right. things for a photographic artist. Yeah. I, I 
just did a, a writer's workshop uh, for um, writing an artist statement, uh, and uh, it was uh, fabulous to be able to do that. And it's something normally we would charge for, uh, but uh, we've opened it up not only for APA members, but for anyone that wanted to sign up. And uh, we were able to do breakout rooms and uh, kind of work, uh, you know, and start in a room with like 30 people and then go into breakout rooms with, and really kind of uh, focus in narrowly with three or four people, then come back into the rooms. Um, I think it's fabulous. Uh, it, it, everybody's trying to figure out how they engage people right now and do the right thing. Um, I haven't looked at the content they put together, but uh, 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 to be able to now have choices and so many choices uh, out there because now it's almost like, well, there's 17 podcasts today and 15 uh, um, webinars on what do I want to take? What do I, it's like, it's almost like the, the birth of cable again, you know, that's the birth of the webinar cable. You know, you have all these different choices to look at, but uh, if you take advantage of it, uh, there's so much great information you can get out there. So how can anyone say like, oh, that's terrible. You're giving out free uh, videos on how to learn stuff that damn them. <laughs> Don't look at the petapixel comments because people do that. Uh, and, you know, again, looking at the comments just for the sort of, how do I say, devil's advocate, if you will. But, you know, there are people who, you know, have been doing this in the past, you know, creating free educational content on YouTube, trying to establish themselves as YouTubers who do this. Uh, for instance, one of the people we had on last year, a person who has a, a, a YouTube channel who's, who's been growing slowly, uh, Camber Motion. He does, a, a, I think, a weekly or a twice twice a month um, educational series. It's more focused on like different aspects of filmmaking, I would say. But, you know, again, there's, there's a lot of people who are giving content away for free in order to gain sort of viewership and traction and whatnot. So you have this, and it's like, oh my gosh, another entity that's, you know, just taken away from people who are trying to make it, so to speak. And, but, but how can you deride free education, right? Free content. I mean, you're absolutely right. There's there's uh, there's a large group of people out there, not a large, but there's always going to be people that uh, kind of how can I take advantage, and turn this in, into an ad, and not uh, something that's empathetic and trying to really help people. It's like how do I you know make this work for me? And uh, you find some people taking old content or old stuff and kind of saying, oh, we're going to give this away for free because no one else is actually downloading it, but we'll make it look like we're giving it away for free just so they see our site and maybe they'll buy some of our other stuff. Uh, not that you know. That the, the site that's giving away these products is doing that, but uh, there's certainly a lot of people that do that. Or put it in the, the guise of a of a, oh we're going to teach you this, and uh, just now at the end of it buy our you know presets and or use this or you know so yeah. Unfortunately, it's you know, there's always going to be telemarketers and scammers and spammers, and uh, but uh, there's some good content out there and some really good players that are giving away good education for free and uh, trying to help people right now. Yeah, it's like, hey, here's the introduction to my course. If you want to sign up for it, go to my website, sign up for my hundred dollars yeah. a month package, like and the, you get like the drug. It's like the local drug dealer. Like, here's a little first one for free. Now you got to come back and buy it. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, they've given this whole thing away for free, so it's you know you got the whole course. Um, do you think it was worth $150? I mean, well, you haven't checked it out, but, you know, Evelyn or Ron, did either of you check this out? Do you think it would be worth $150? You know, I went through the entire course, and now I make uh, $400,000 a year as a photographer. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> it was awesome. Got your first wedding you know, gig out of it, I'm sure. You went to that was $400,000. You saw the videos, and you went, got a website, bam. Weddings are expensive. I looked at it. And I said, wow, this is better than YouTube. But is it $150 better than YouTube? <laughs> you know, back in my day, there was a wonderful place called the New York Institute of Photography. Yeah. Do you guys know about that? I, I, yeah, took, yeah. I, I, took, the, I took the video series oh, back when they used to be on videotape. They actually yeah, sent videotapes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah I, I took that. You get the VHS? Yeah, I did that too. I, I, it's in my bio. Oh, congratulations. And uh, but the good thing about New York Institute of Photography is there is a feedback. You submit your photos and they give you feedback. Mm -hmm. Okay, you did this right, you did that wrong, you know, like that. Uh, that's the difference between that and video courses where there's no, you know, feedback. Feedback is key. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. No, absolutely. I mean, I don't think. I'm not paying money for no feedback. Come on. Yeah. No, I mean, there isn't a, probably a photographer alive who wouldn't say, you know, what is it? Portfolio critique is probably one of the most, you know, key aspects right. of growing and getting better as a photographer. Um, you know, what about you, Evelyn? Do you, you, have you ever paid for sort of like one of these online video courses or is, is everything you've sort of learned come from more traditional sources? Yeah, I've never done one of these. Um, and the only sort of online learning I've delved into, and, and it was useful what I did find on YouTube, which is not an actual course, but I, 
I don't do a lot of video. And then I wanted to do a video project. And I, you know, everybody said, just go on YouTube and you find all these guys and they're teaching you how to use a gimbal or how to do this shot or how to, you know, and I did, I did pick up a lot of tips. I, and so that was sort of my first introduction. And then, um, when I was learning to edit, everybody kept telling me, Oh, you can just go on YouTube and find somebody to explain to you how to use, um, editing software and this and that. So I think it's not necessarily my go-to. Um, I would be more inclined to take a physical class, like at my yeah. local, you know, Montgomery College or something or the Corcoran School of Art here in D.C. Um, but I think this is a lot of people probably are looking into it. I don't know the quality of these courses. I didn't because I, I did look I did look at the ones I saw initially were the beginner classes when I first glanced in and I thought, OK, this is more beginner. But now I'm scrolling through and I'm seeing like, oh, I could use that backup storage. You know, let me take a peek at that video. So it intrigued me a little bit. Um, and I think feedback is important. Um, in general, would I pay 150 bucks? Probably not if I could get something similar for free online. Um, but that's just me, you know. If I knew for 150 bucks what I was going to get out of it, um, but now anybody can check it out. So maybe that will work for them. Maybe they'll like love their courses and think they really are worth 150 dollars. And word of mouth will post coronavirus, people will want to sign up. Who knows? I don't know. There's a lot of. Uh creators out there that are worth the money and stuff like that at any skill level such as creative live or, or linda you know um and stuff like that so um there are these courses that uh, like uh i looked at one for printing and it was all about print settings and using large printers and and uh, profiles and stuff like that it was very in-depth but at the same time it's not a place that i would want to go back to school to do but online i could pay for that course and refer back to it anytime and watch it and it was it was fabulous it was a you know and there's so many kind of courses like that that specialize in certain aspects you're looking for in photography whether it be compiled or something like that, and uh, done that by chapters with files to work on and to do step by step, uh, you know, work in comparison as you're going along through the tutorials. Um, so I think uh, it depends what you're looking for, or what skill level you're looking for. There's certainly amazing product out there, you know, free and paid. Yeah, and it looks like obviously yeah. this is a promotional tool for them to get people to go to their website and obviously look for other. You know, like I'm looking at their website now. They offer a, a ton of different you know courses and and whatnot on different things. And it seems like a lot of it's actually quite. Like I don't, I haven't found anything I have to pay for yet. Like I'm looking at something about landscape photography, and it's like this, you know. I'm sure there's stuff you have to they they want you to buy, obviously, because they have to stay in business. But still, um, we actually I actually had on not on this show, but on a previous podcast I did. I had somebody who did more like photo composites and sort of more like graphic design with regard to his photos. So he made very like hyper realistic photo composites that you know, uh, just look cool, right? And they were obviously, you know, composite images. And he said he got his start doing it from a course by a photographer whose name escapes me, but if I mentioned him, you'd probably know him, Travis, just because he's very well. What's that? Joel Grimes. No, it, it was like it was like Joey something. Joey D? Okay. Or? Joey Grimes. Joey D, yeah, Joey D. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, okay. he's great. Yeah, so he, yeah, so he had a, a course, and this guy took it, and that's how he learned. So I think if you, you know, not to you know, negate what you said, Evelyn, of course, yeah, you can go online and, and go on YouTube and find out almost anything, but to have the course there in a sort of com- condensed package, that's what makes it worth it. You know, it's like you don't have to hunt and search and, and hope that you get somebody yeah. who's you know educated and know what they're talking about. You know, you don't have to sit through fifteen minutes of them doing a sponsor read and you know saying, hey, like, comment, subscribe. Which, by the way, if you want to like, comment, or subscribe what we're doing right now, you can just go to AroundTheLens.com. If you want to throw us some money, go to Patreon.com slash AroundTheLens and give us money. So you don't have to sit through stuff like that when you buy the course. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not the expert. I do know I did take a class at Corcoran last year, and, and my professor actually was telling me I could do, you know, kept referring me to Linda to learn. And Travis mentioned that. She probably know more about it. But, yeah. And you yeah. can pay. Oh, you know, per course, or you can pay a monthly fee, so you have access to all of their stuff. Uh, I use, I mean, between YouTube and online courses, I use it all the time. I, I, I think it's extremely valuable, especially as working photographers. You don't have time to go source, you know, a local college or, or, or you know, go to a place to do uh, on, you know, education. So being able to do it online at your own rate at any time, and specifically to the topics you're very interested in doing, is such an amazing tool. And I use it all the time. Have any of you all ever messed with Skillshare? Not some, no, I know it, but I have not uh, messed with it. It's basically, it seems like YouTube, but it's focused on 
classes and you're paying a subscription fee to get access to the classes. And I, I've never used it, but I have seen a few like, like sometimes they'll offer freebies. And it just seems like, again, it's YouTube, but it's more focused on learning. So I think is it, it uh, Skillshare, you Skillshare pay a fee, board? but you can see anything. Right. I think it's, it's not like you're paying for individual classes, right? You're paying for a Skillshare. Right. I think it's just access. And you can get anything, right? Yeah. And so like anyone can actually create a Skillshare score. So like if you want to do a, you know, a class on, you know, different sort of um, Hawaiian T-shirts, you could go and create one on there. And I think you get paid when people watch your stuff. So you have incentive to push people to Skillshare and to watch your stuff because I guess you get paid more. I, I don't know. I don't really know how it works. But we could all create courses right now if we want to. We should research these topics before we go on the air sometime. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd hate to do that and really break the tradition of not knowing anything we're talking about before we talk about it, you know? Right. Spontaneity. You know, yeah. Evelyn, tell us about uh, uh, the drones. Like, okay. How's your dog, Evelyn? You <laughs> <laughs> can definitely talk about that. Yeah, people come out here to see what we can pull out of our ass. You know, that's that's what the show's all about. That and technical difficulties, but thankfully we haven't experienced any of those yet. Yet. Ever. How to fix things on the fly. You can teach that, no problem. Indeed, indeed. But no, I mean, you know, I've I've never paid for a course since that New York Institute of Photography course back like twenty yeah. years ago. And that's just because a right. friend was doing it and he recommended I do it, so I was like, Okay, I'll do it. But you know, beyond that Do you that, still have your foam head? Do I buy what? Um, maybe, maybe in storage somewhere, perhaps. Yeah. Do they still exist? Do they convert to like the digital age, and are they online? No. I don't okay. know. They should give away their Would classes on YouTube, though, and then right? we'll do a story about them. Are you guys? Yeah, are you guys I doing anything to educate yourselves in this time of COVID? Like, you know, just what? What are you doing to kind of make yourself smarter? Or a better person. I have uh, been thinking about Lightroom on Linda because I I do have this not Lightroom um uh editing video editing one um you why got uh, DaVinci and um uh, Final Cut. Yeah, no, it's not Final. It's Final. Whatever, fi the Adobe version of Final Cut. Premiere. 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 Yeah, Premiere. So yes, I have been trying to play around with that, but I need to like get online and learn so that's there's, there's a lot of great great courses on that uh, and uh um it's uh i can kind of guide you to some as well um uh, but uh yeah premiere is one of those things uh it seems you know, it, it, you need to dive into it because it's it's at first it's a little overwhelming because it's very kind of like oh it doesn't quite make intuitive you know mm -hmm. sense like like you know, jumping into a Final Cut seems almost like oh, I just hit this and this, and it seems kind of fun. Uh, where uh, Premiere's a little kind of seems more kind of professional and uh, kind of not uh, easy to figure out what to do when to do it and that kind of stuff. So, but it's an amazingly powerful program. But I'd also look at DaVinci, which is a, a free program you can get, uh, and uh, it's very very powerful, and a lot of people are using it. So uh, you can play with DaVinci, uh, which is really a good uh, editing program as well. Okay, that's my learning. Okay, I'll check that out. Yeah, I mean, if you don't already have <laughs> the Adobe Suite. Yeah. Yeah, if you're already paying for the cloud and ecosystem of that, I would dive into it just because you get, you know, the interaction of After Effects and stuff once you get really good from going from one to the other and uh, using all of it because it's really great. Right, yeah. And updates. Yeah, if you go down the After Effects rabbit hole, you'll never come out because that thing is just, <laughs> it goes so deep. So many things yeah. you can do with After Effects, it'll blow your mind. Ron, are you doing anything to better yourself during this time of COVID? Working out. Yeah. Getting big. Oh, yeah. yeah. For our video viewers, they can see my guns right now. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the guns for, the audio, for the audio listeners, just imagine I'm very muscular. <laughs> I, I think they'll be able to hear your guns. They can hear the, uh, yeah. the flexing. <laughs> well, make sure you sell us tickets to the gun show, all right, when that's when those are available. Yeah. Uh, Travis. Uh, Aroundtheland.com. There you go. Travis, do anything to better yourself? Just sitting on your butt all day, oh. doing nothing. There's, uh, there's a very, very little sitting on the butt. Well, there's a lot of sitting on the butt in front of computers, not only putting out content, but also absorbing content. I'm definitely, uh, I've been taking advantage of, of uh, I have friends that are, are um, retouchers and uh, Lightroom people and, uh, you know, um, infinite color panels. So I've been watching on, on colorization and uh, on all kind of treating your uh, images and, uh, um, 
there's just just so much to watch. It's almost sort of like I have to pick a couple and stick to those and kind of work on those. And then uh, I'm creating content and so for people as well. Uh, on uh, on um, I do about two or three um, webinars a month. Uh, so going from uh, how to get into galleries or work outside the gallery system to pop-ups to uh, you know writing an artist statement to editing uh, your photos in Lightroom and how to punch them up. and So, I, yeah, as much as I'm absorbing, I'm trying to create as well. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys other play besides me play video games. And this isn't a self-improvement thing, but it's a more of like if you're looking for a break, <laughs> I got I to gotta plug this game because I just finished playing it. And so oh, it's... Oh. What's that? What's that? I know exactly when you're, you're talking about, and uh, I'm interested in it because it, you know you said the storyline is somewhat fabulous. So Red uh, Dead Redemption. No, no, no. No. Oh. It's it's a little game. It's ten bucks on Steam. It came out five years ago, but it's got the best story and the best sort of gameplay and everything combined. It'll it'll move you. It's called Undertale. Leisure Suit Larry. Oh. Undertale. 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 I highly recommend checking it out. If you've ever, what's that? Play a game like this. Is it something that you play like on a gaming system or on your computer? Uh, everything. It's on all the systems and the computer. I played it on my computer. I think computer is the way to go personally. But you know, if you have a Switch or a PS4 or an Xbox, you can play it on all those systems. Um, and it's just a really touching story, well told. And unexpected, like you, you know, goes directions you're not even imagining, and it's just it really moved me. And the music is awesome, the story is awesome, extremely funny, uh, and also very touching. So it's got a mixture of like moving stuff, and it, it's just something to take your mind off all the COVID stuff for a few hours, and just right have now. a great time. So if you're literally is that tail? How do you spell that tail there, dude? Under tail, T A L E. Oh, that kind of tail. Yeah. Oh, okay. I know you're looking for okay. the other type of tail, Ron, but this isn't ty- that big. That's that's more of the Leisure Suit Larry game. But anyways, Down the grab it all now. <laughs> get, get it now while supplies last. All right, let's move on. I think I stay away from video games because I feel like I will get like sucked into them. So oh, you, will. I'm not, you will get sucked I, into this game. Okay, I'm gonna check it out. Yeah, but let's begin. Probably now is a little time to you know to uh, use escapism of a video game or you know a movie. It's probably a good time. Exactly. Yep. Oh yeah. There were there were many nights where I was up until one two a.m. playing this game just because uh, <laughs> it doesn't let go. It gets you and doesn't let go. Trust me, it's a it's a good oh, game. Wow. So that's my recommendation. Completely off topic, but hopefully some visual journalists out there like to play video games and will uh, enjoy. It. If you do play it, let me know. I want I want to hear your thoughts on it. All right. Well, getting back on topic here, talking about free stuff. Uh, Adobe has decided to make their 2020 Adobe 99U conference completely free and online. If you've never heard of this course, or I'm sorry, conference like I did, apparently tickets run in the range of like $1,000. It's held in New York City, and it's going to have a whole bunch of people of importance talking about stuff that I guess matters to people who would use Adobe software. Um, Travis, you chimed in there. Obviously, you already are doing some stuff with Adobe for their Lightroom courses and whatnot. Can you tell us anything about this conference? It's a it's a fabulous conference, and it's usually you know a, a wealth of information and, and, and great speakers. And uh, yeah, it's it's usually a, you know starting at a thousand ninety five dollars for a ticket to this thing, um, and to be giving it away for free and have uh, access to that for anybody is is amazing and uh you know the, the adobe really puts when they put these things together like adobe max and 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 this uh they're 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 well attended they're they're really polished and well organized events and uh they give a, a lot of information away and uh it's well worth some time to and especially for free my god that's uh, like i i registered and as soon as the, the moment i found out about it yeah i just registered myself and i highly recommend everybody to register because it's free and it's live uh, starts on June 17th, and it's, I guess, hosted by Behance or live on Behance. I don't know. I've never used Behance myself, um, but uh, definitely looking forward to it. Have you been to it in person? I have not been. Uh, it, it was always a, a little pricey for right. me. <laughs> I'm sure you'll be checking it out live, right? Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. And uh, Behance is a, is a is really a great uh, place to share photography, especially for people that are trying to um, uh, put a professional work out and have other professional people see their work. Definitely. Uh, Evelyn or Ron, is this something you all think might might uh, participate in or take advantage of? Yeah, I definitely thought 
I'd check it out. I mean, it seems like I feel like you can always get something great out of you know. There's you can find something you know that you'll learn or or something new to think about. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's free. I think why not? Like sign up, go online, see what's going on, see if your interest is peaked. So yeah, I think I'll. I mean, I'm definitely going to sign up for sure. You know, as I don't a think I was, who puts on conferences for a living. I make my yeah. money from conferences. And I find it abhorrent that people would give this away for free. You you make a living doing conferences, Ron? Yes, that's correct. Okay, interesting. That's news. <laughs> Religious conferences? <laughs> Whatever true, kind of conferences. Though. When people give, it's just the, funny. It's your devil's advocate point of view, though. Right. I mean, right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying is when we talk about. Giving away uh, whatever else for free—it's a you know—it's terrible. It's terrible. But oh, a conference! Oh, something I can enjoy. Oh, I like that. I like. Free. Well, okay. Is oh, is there a downside to giving us away for free? They're not giving away the cow. They're just kind of giving you some milk, so you want to buy the cow. <laughs> there was a cow behind you just a minute ago. Well, you know, I have to say, for them to host it online is probably a far less expense. I mean, I'm sure a part of this thousand dollar expense comes from. You know, having the facility yeah, yeah. and running it out and, you know, you know, you're paying to be there. Right. So, I mean, you take that out of the equation. You're really just having people on a Zoom call or however they're going to do it. You know, webcam at their house talking just like we're doing right now. Just, you know, there'll be people paid much more than we are and have probably their own companies and stuff like that. But well, actually, you're on hat. You have your own company, don't you? So you're, you're kind of a big deal around here. But um but I think that's, you know, that's kind of the thing where it's like, you know, in, you know, one of the points brought up in the comments section here is that, you know, this is could be a, like a sea change, right? For photography and trade shows and conferences, like we'll move away from this need to have these large conferences together in a, in a large open space, you know, in, in person. And we can do more of it online. You know, you know, Travis, you, you went to photo. Yeah, but prior to this, uh, th th this conversation was happening even before COVID. Uh, and but uh, it was the type of thing because these conferences have become more and more expensive for the vendors and for pe people to attend. And the one thing that people always kind of come back with is the ability to meet and engage and talk to people one in, in one place at one time. And that's sort of why they exist uh, and endures because people want to have that uh, interaction and uh, networking and uh, community. Uh, so that uh, doesn't really quite equate to a Zoom room and uh, all of these places. Obviously, people can meet and kind of talk offline, but it just doesn't doesn't replace the actual meeting up in person. What do you guys think? Do you think? Yeah, in person. Come on. I want to be in person. I want feedback. That's what I want. You want people to come to Hawaii. That's what you want. You want that tourism dollars. Come to Hawaii. Waikiki is dead. Yeah. I want to go to Hawaii right now. The hotels are closed. <laughs> the restaurants are closed. Come to Hawaii. 14-day mandatory quarantine when you arrive. Come to Hawaii. Reason to be there. Hey, same thing in Korea. Especially if you're sick. If you get tested positive, you're, you're going to be staying in quarantine until you get you know well. But... Yeah, 14 days uh, quarantine, which is, you know, killing people, you know, wanting to travel or even go back home because you're looking at 14 days there. And then, like, if I were to go home to Florida right now, I'm looking at 14 days at Florida and then 14 days back here when I get to Korea. So I got to count out a month just for sitting in quarantine, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. But, I mean, obviously I can work from home and stuff like that or, you know, I'm going to go home anyways. But I don't know. There are tourists um, that still come to oh, – Evelyn, go ahead. Oh, no, about the quarantine. I get it. Like how – how like right now things are still shut down in D.C. So if I'm quarantining, I'm, I mean I, – okay, I wouldn't go to the grocery store. But do you have to really stay like in your house? Can you take a walk if you're in a mandatory quarantine or anything like that? <laughs> if you're quarantined, you need to stay in your house. You need to not yeah. go outside because anytime you're – if you're, you're potentially if you're a carrier and you might be spreading it as you're walking – you know. Right, of course. Just didn't. There, there are some hotels that are open here, uh, uh, evidently, and um, I guess the smaller ones. There, there was a, a couple here that was from California, and uh, they came over here, and they, they were told at the airport, okay, now there's a 14-day quarantine, so when you get to your hotel you're staying at, you have to stay there for 14 days, cannot leave your room, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, okay, we got it, we got it. And then they were... Leaving the hotel and the hotel man. Well, they checked in the hotel until management told them 
you can't leave for 14 days. You can only stay here. You can't leave. Yeah, yeah, we got it. We got it. Then I guess they got hungry. <laughs> well, yeah, so they went out to eat. They, hey, you guys can't go out now. Yeah, yeah, we know. Don't worry. Leave us alone, old man. And they went out, and I guess the hotel called the cops. <laughs> yeah, so that's serious business. They got arrested. <laughs> now they're yeah, going to spend serious. 14 days in a prison cell or a jail cell. There you go. Yeah, that'll, man, uh, that'll repeat them. I, I think it was their honeymoon. I think it was these people's honeymoon. Oh, that's sad. Well, they get to know each other really well in that hotel room or that jail cell. But, uh, I mean, that's the thing. It's like we've got people, you know, coming into the country under South Korea and they have to do their 14-day quarantine. But at least there's a support system within the military to provide, you know, like, hey, you know, how, how are you doing? And can I get you some food? You know, because that's the biggest thing. It's like, okay, I can be in my room for 14 days, but I need food. You know, I need somebody to get groceries for me. And I can't imagine, you know, me going to, like, Hawaii, not, you know, thankfully I know you, Ron, so you'd obviously get me groceries. But, you know, if I went somewhere I didn't know anybody, I mean – what do I do? How do I get stuff? You know, do I have to order every single meal delivered to me for 14 days? That's going to be exorbitantly expensive. I need to get some groceries, you know? So I think they have probably services around that are cropping up to help support people, but I don't know. Well, there's still Grubhub and stuff, and all the restaurants are so delivering. Right, but you're talking yeah. about three meals a day delivered to your house from restaurants. That's going to be expensive. Oh, yeah. Come to Hawaii. Markets <laughs> are delivering groceries. Right. So just find, yeah, I'm sure there's companies there delivering groceries but anyways i'll see you all at the adobe conference on june 17th and we'll we'll meet up there in virtual in person and and have a, a around the lens meetup but yeah i definitely recommend everybody go check that out it seems like uh you might get some education out of it and be a first time for me so i'll let you know how i enjoy it all right well, let's go and move on to our last topic this evening all about uh people who take stupid risks with their life and obviously it leads to in this case, a death. So basically, this woman died tragically in Turkey. Um, they were celebrating the end of lockdown, right? So they decided to go to this park. And for whatever reason, they thought, oh, you know what? There's a better view if I just jump over this fence. And so she did that. And she apparently was, I guess, live streaming or something or having a conversation with somebody online. And she didn't pay attention to what she was doing. And she fell off the cliff. Well, this is all compounded and made worse by the fact that she had a friend with her who was a photographer who was going to take her picture. And, you know, like the friend is now facing a fine in addition to potential, you know, death by negligence charges. So, you know, I brought up this story just because don't be stupid. Don't be don't be stupid. No, no photo is worth dying for. Uh, but what do you all think about this? You know, obviously, I'll throw it over to you, Ron. I think it depends on the photo. Some photos are worth dying for, Ron. I seem to recall a young man that was in Hawaii one time, and there's a clearly marked barrier, and he said, I bet I get a better shot if I step over that barrier. Yeah, yeah. Who was this young man? Some young man, some guy. Some, some young guy? Possibly from South Korea. Oh, yeah, <laughs> South Korean. I get you, yeah. Um, well, you know, Ron, actually, that brings up a good point because when we were in Hawaii – it seemed like there were a lot of beautiful spots and like different areas where if, you know, you went there, you could definitely die. There was like a lot of these yep. areas with like these beautiful blowholes and other sort of areas that, you know, you could slip or a wave could hit you and bam, you're gone, right? Yep. It happens every now and then we lose one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like when we were, uh, I'm sure you've been to Big Island, of course, you know, have you been to the southern point of Big Island? Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. So it's like the southernmost point in the in the United States. Because, you know, again, it's a state and it's the southernmost and it's the southernmost point in Hawaii. The winds were insane. I'm, not, I'm talking probably 40, 50 mile an hour winds. Like we were extremely worried about our kids because these winds could have picked up our kids and thrown them over the cliff. And there's no like real barrier, you know, from the cliffs. You know, there's no like thing. Yeah. It's, it's all nature. Right. So, yeah, you just have to be really careful. So, I mean, well, it's lava tubes, if you call that nature. <laughs> well, it's natural, right? Lava's natural. <laughs> no. You know, I mean, the, bar the barriers are there. Look, that's okay. You you feel the winds. You, you It seems dangerous, and there are no barriers. Fine. But when there is a barrier up, and then someone decides to climb over it to get some ridiculous standing on a cliff wearing like a leather, you know, she's like, po whatever. This woman wants to model or do whatever, which is fine. But like, stay 
don't cross the barrier. The barrier is there for a reason. I mean, it's just stupid. But Evelyn, I don't want the fence in my shot. Right, yeah, I guess. On, Evelyn. Totally get some of those free courses and learn how to Photoshop it out. <laughs> exactly. We're full I mean, journalists. We don't Photoshop. Barriers are terrible. People, whenever I do photographs of people in Washington, they always want me to go up and take their photo on the roof. And inevitably, there's like a fence that like cuts them off in the middle of their body, like on the rooftop. So I never want to do these rooftop shots because unless they're going to climb over, you know, and stand on the ledge, I get it. You're now not you get it. Now I totally you get it. Get it. So, you know, I hear you. But um, no, I mean, what do you say? It's tragic, but it's also just stupid. It's just. They're, you know, people, they're taking a risk. And uh, unfortunately, you know, and I think she was talking on her phone or something. I mean, the whole thing was just, was tragic to say the gotta least. Look at it just like, you know, there's calculated risks and stuff like that. And when you take those calculated risks, you take on the responsibility. So like in, in, in film TV, uh, you know, you have stunt coordinators and people that do work for safety and, and ensure safety. So if you're going to put someone at, at life at risk, you have to also put in the elements to, uh, help mitigate that risk. And if you're not doing that, then uh, you're responsible for that. Yeah. And that's a, that's a good point. That's what I wanted to bring up too. you mentioned it, Evelyn, you know, it's like, what do you do when the subjects wants to do something dangerous? Do you put your foot down? Do you say no? Or do you kind of go along with it? Cause maybe they're a paying customer, you know, where, where's sort of the, the line there. And, you know, I think if you're the one who's taking the pictures, you're, you're sort of enabling the person to be in that dangerous situation. You're, you're responsible. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there would be a situation where if I'm in a – I think it's an interesting psychological question because maybe if I was on those cliffs in Hawaii and there was no barrier, I'd be, like, more willing to, like, you know, push the limits. But if I'm in a place where there is a barrier, I would never have my subject cross over and take that risk, I don't think. That would just seem – you know, I'd, I'd just pick another location where I could get the shot that I wanted without them having to, you know – take that risk and let's say it was a shoot for like out outside magazine or something and you're with like a mountain cl- i mean that's somebody who knows what they're doing they're a professional you know they know how to be if they're like hanging off the cl- side of a mountain they could fall also i mean the accidents happen in every in everything and their risks but you know someone to take like a fashion photography shot on the where they've crossed a barrier and put themselves in danger no way i wouldn't do that this is i mean it's it's just not worth it. I wouldn't want anyone to get hurt. You know, I'd feel yeah. responsible. Yeah, as a professional, you have to say anything you're not uncomfortable with doing. When you know, some people are uncomfortable shooting nudity, or some people are uncomfortable doing it. It's like you say, no, I'm not comfortable doing that, and I'm not going to shoot that. Yeah. It, it may cost you losing the job or something like that, but it also may save you from being sued <laughs> and uh, killing someone. <laughs> the customer is always right, except when they're wrong. <laughs> So Ron, except when they're dead. So Ron, if I if I was gonna be like, hey Ron, get a co- photo, cool photo of me down here by the cliff's edge. Come on, come on, you do it. I would say a little bit back, <laughs> a little bit back. Make sure you carry a good uh, a release, a good release that they have to sign and videotape it. <laughs> be like here, here. It's just interesting. There are plenty of places you can go where there are no barriers. You can go into some crazy, be hiking in some national park and. You know, you could fall, um, you could be anywhere, it could be dangerous, a rock could slide, whatever, but when there already is something there, I think that, so I, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, I might I might put somebody in danger unknowingly because there is no one, there's no barrier, and it's just maybe foolish, or we didn't know, you know, whatever, but when there is something there, it really is like a big red flag saying don't do this, and I, I definitely wouldn't do it. It doesn't mean that there might not be another park in Turkey or wherever that doesn't have that and you go and you stand on the edge and something shitty happens there too. But this seems pretty blatant. Yeah. It's foolish. You know, it's sad. We do stupid things. How many times a year do we have to do that uh, train tracks story or, you know, it's just like, stop. (laughs) Too many times. Let me throw a hypothetical at y'all and see how you respond to this. Let's say you are doing a photo shoot with someone and it's you know maybe a benign situation, right? Like they're in a perfectly safe area. You're taking pictures. Something tragic happens. You capture the last moments of their life. You know maybe like the they're they're on the cliff, but they're behind the security barrier. But the the cliff like just deteriorates underneath their feet. You know like erodes, right? Just it happens. And you're as you're doing it, you're just instinctively taking pictures because you're in the middle of a shoot photo session. You now have the photos of the last moments of their life. What do you do with those photos? 
I put them up for free. Post them for free on my Instagram. You know, we've had uh, lots of good guests on this program that have discussed the same kind of dilemma, whether it be, you know, shooting stuff in, in places that were war-torn or, or fire-torn, and uh, that <laughs> dilemma of uh, what do I do in that situation. And I think each un- situation is very unique, and uh, it really depends on um, uh, do you want to put it out, uh, and why are you putting it out, and what will effect will it have by putting it out Um if it's just because of glorification, then you have to live with that yourself. If it's to say, hey, if this wouldn't have happened because, uh, you know, they were warned five million times about the washing and eroding of the thing and no one did anything about it and maybe it brings about change and, and uh, a lawsuit or something like that, then that's uh, another reason to put it out. So I think it's really kind of the onus and due diligence of the photographer to realize why they're putting it out and what uh, they expect from it by putting it out. Well, Evelyn, you said something. You said you cho- give it to the family, right? That's what you said about that. And that's that's a reasonable thing to say, right? <laughs> Do you want it by 8 by 10? like a horror point of view. But I was sort of thinking like, oh, my gosh, I have these moments. Maybe the family, it would be up to the family, you know, if the family wanted to see them. I don't know how horrific it is. I sort of blurted that out. And maybe it's more, it would depend on... I was thinking not really of the person falling to their death, but their like last image before they fell, you know, over the the cliff. Um, no, you captured them dying. You got shots of them as they falling, fell. and that you can see them. I, I have to, I have to, uh, no, clarify that statement. I think I didn't quite mean it like that. I just felt like, oh my gosh, I was photographing this person and they died, and there are a lot of nice photos. And but if the family wanted to see them, the tragic side, what would see you that? Do? But people do sometimes. You know, they want to see the video of them. You know, we have like the police shootings or whatever, and you want those things to be released. I don't know. What they wanted you to use it for evidence against you, Evelyn. That's what it's for. Well, okay, take forgetting all of that. Just saying, like, what if this is just a hypothetical? Like, yeah. you did happen to be in this terrible situation, and the family said, "We want to see our the, the last moments." Right. What do you do? You, well, you it's like that- that's the thing. In this instance, the family doesn't know what you have, so right. they just know they were you were photographing them and they died. And you know, <clears throat> it's like you have this content. If, if it were me, right, what I would do is I would tell the family what I have and ask if they want to see it. You know, if they want to see it, great. Maybe yeah. we'll give them closure. If not, it just gets saved on a hard drive somewhere. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I think, too, if the family said, we want to see it, I might say, do you really want to see it? This It yeah. may, you know, it's disturbing or whatever. I mean, we're getting down like a pretty morbid thing. But I don't think my initial thought when I blurted that out was like to show this horrific thing. It was sort of like, okay, this is I got the last. I don't always give away my photos, so it's like, you know, if you capture this person the last moments of their life, I was sort of thinking of the just giving them the last images. But, yes, yeah. it went down a much no. darker You path. absolutely but have I- to license the images. Do not give away your images for free. As we continuously footstomp on this program, do not give your stuff away for free. Right. Just sign a nice licensing agreement, maybe for a year, you know. <laughs> they can they can post on social media. No. Not exclusive. Not exclusive, exactly. You never want to give away your rights. You know, no, exposure is not worth it. But no, I just, yeah. it, I thought about it because, again, this woman had a photographer taking pictures of her, obviously, professional shots, you know, I would assume, on the cliff face. There probably had to be a moment where she's taking pictures and this woman falls off. And I'm just thinking to myself, you know, again, what would I do in this situation, you know, if it were me? And hopefully it would never be any of us. But again, you know, if you happen to be in this situation, what do you do with those shots? And, you know, you post it on Facebook and get them sweet, sweet yeah. likes, you know, but or Instagram. No, you have to be very gentle and, you know, considerate and, and whatnot. And yeah, obviously you give it to the, the officers, you know, who are investigating you and say, here, here's the evidence. But. Here I'm looking at her Facebook page, and people wrote the nastiest comments. I mean, she's oh, dead. No. You know? Oh really? my god! Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> those type of things. <laughs> oh my god! My goodness! It's an ugly social media world out there. But you know, this is another case. People die all the time now, taking selfies and using selfie sticks. I mean, this isn't. I mean, it happens to be the photographer, but this is not new. So when are people going to stop? <laughs> social media or I mean you know look at her page these are the kind of photos she likes to take of her posing in some beautiful place and lots of people young young old whatever everyone likes to do this nowadays and put these images on social media and 
What's worth? Why is that worth it culturally? Why, like, why has this become so important to us to put ourselves in danger? And I don't know how many people die a year doing this, but it's, you know, there's enough. There are enough deaths. Yeah, and maybe taking the right steps now because they're obviously rolling out. taking away likes from uh, the posts. Uh, so if people aren't okay. trying to get you know, thousands of likes, uh, that might uh, help uh, mitigate this. And uh, that's uh, it's starting to roll out now that they're removing viewers from being able to see the likes and the amount of likes. Yeah, I don't even know if I like like the big brother attitude, but I, I mean, just cultural, like it's interesting to think about why we feel the need to get this the likes and the self-gratification. Wonderful 15 minutes of fame and, uh, you know, it's... Uh, when you can get uh, instant kind of gratification and, and viral off of one photo, uh, people think, well, I can create something that uh, is going to be a top the next person. And each person tries to top the next person to do something more and more. Like, oh, everybody's taking one picture here. I'm going to take one picture hanging off of here. Like the, the yoga instructor hanging off that uh, the yoga uh, uh, Instagram person that uh, hung upside down on the balcony and fell off. Um, you know, it's just like it's just crazy that someone would even consider doing something like that uh, for for social media. It's all about pushing the limits, right? You gotta get that. You, know, you gotta go further and further, and you know, you end up doing going past the barriers. Like people in Yosemite Park who were walking around on some geyser or something and either die because they fell in the geyser hole or did irrevocable damage exactly. to the natural habitat because they were walking around all over it. So, no. <sighs> come on, people, it ain't worth it. Stay inside the, stay on the boardwalk, stay beside the fence. All right, let's go ahead and uh, end to the sweep. Let's go ahead and get off this subject, morbidity, and uh, talk about lighter things like COVID-19. How's everybody doing in this uh, world? Everybody doing all right? Anything? Yeah, hanging in there. Sorry, I may have a dog emergency. (gasps) I might have to out for a minute. Sorry, folks, my dog's under the weather. So. it's family. You got to take care of family. That's understood. Back we can talk. While, we can talk we'll while vamp. you're. We'll you know, vamp. And I know what that means. So I may be back before ten, but I'm gonna just pop out for All a minute. Right. So okay. All right. All right, Ron. You got anything for us before we sign off? Um, www.aroundthelens.com. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm gonna throw on, 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 So here uh, in Hawaii, um, we're opening the malls on the 15th of May. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. That's our latest. Development, yeah. What's that? Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Uh, you still have to wear a mask. You still have to maintain six feet of distance. But the stores are reopening. The malls are reopening. Um, Praise be. Uh, different, different hours, reduced hours. Uh, mall will be open at eleven a.m. instead of uh, the usual ten a.m. Um, probably close earlier. Oh, six. Yeah, they're closing at six. Eleven to six. The malls will be open from eleven to six. Um, uh, testing, um, there is still testing in Hawaii. It's uh, it's it's drive up testing, and it's, you have to have insurance. It's not free. Um, uh, that's about the. I guess that's about the same as it's been. What if you don't have insurance, how much does it cost? I don't know. I was with the guy the other day that got a test, and they they shoved that Q-tip up his nose into oh. the back of his brain, and yeah, when you see how far that goes in, that can't be fun. Yeah. They, <laughs> This guy, he did not have a he did not have a pleasant time at it. The poor girl, she's sticking the Q-tip in his nose, and he says, "Okay, okay, that's enough." And of course, she's got to keep going. He says, uh, "Okay, okay, enough," and she keeps going and going. And that Q-tip uh, is like this long, you know. And she goes like eight inches in the guy's brain, and he says, uh, "He says, ah, she's okay. I have to let it sit here for ten seconds oh my God. before oh. I can pull it out." He says, "Oh God, please pull it out." So uh, she's she's she goes to pull it out, and I guess she fell forward a little bit and shoved oh. another in. And then she pulled it out. Well, yeah, not pleasant. Oh I don't want to do that. I have to do one of those. Well, they're free in New York, right, so I, go get one for the heck of it, Travis, and tell us what all about what, it. Yeah, yeah the different testing here. But uh, I, I throw it out. Maybe we discuss it more next week. But uh, I kind of wanted to bring up seeing all this. And I'm sure you guys have seen it, the, the pandemic video that got huge viral, that, uh, you know, the conspiracy theory, vaxxer uh, kind of thing that uh, everyone was putting up. And, and YouTube and Facebook was actually trying to diligently kind of, at this point, pull it down. And, and more it got pulled down, more people like, put it up saying, oh, you have to watch this before it gets taken down. They're trying to hide this truth. And it's uh, uh, been obviously quite debunked since then. But uh, the viral nature of this and how it quickly it spread was kind of scary and devastating. And people instantly like, oh, you have to watch this. And, you know, and they're trying to. So I would uh, say let's watch this for next time and kind of discuss it because it, it uh, <coughs> through many different pandemic, you know, 
through uh, ramifications of this video, it's uh, kind of scary that uh, something like this gets such legs and people so instantly want to gravitate to a uh, uh, conspiracy theory or something that uh, just to explain something because of the unknown here and people want answers and you know don't know how long we're going to be in this or they don't believe it or hear multiple things and this how that something this video that obviously is just kind of very slanted can have such uh, um, legs and gravity in, in in this world right now because of uh, the situation. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, there was a lady in Africa, a white lady, American lady. I think American. I don't know, white lady. Who cares? She's white. She's in Africa. All black people in Africa, you know. She's in this black. All white lady. And somebody said, there's that rich white lady that's taking African kids and she's uh, cooking them or or using them for experiments or selling them or whatever the heck. And the crowd tears her apart. You guys remember this story? Okay. Maybe this a while back. But but it's, uh, they kill her. Tear apart. The crowd tears up. Oh, my God, this white lady's stealing black babies and eating them or whatever the heck. And everybody said, oh, my God, what savages. And then we have the pandemic video. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, sad. All right, well, uh, again, if you want to find out anything about what we're doing, go to aroundthelens.com. You find links to all of our social media and whatnot, <laughs> uh, YouTube channel, like what we're doing, comment, subscribe, Um you know, if you want to continue the conversation, go on over to facebook.com slash around the lens and, you know, comment on the video that you see right here, right now. Uh, let us know what you thought about what we thought and tell us uh, how wrong we are or how right we are. And if you have some good story ideas or guests that you think would be great for us, let us know. We'd love to entertain that and hear from you guys. Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, yeah, go to patreon.com slash around the lens. Throw us a bone. Get everything we do a week early. Uh, beyond that, I got nothing else. Maybe uh, Travis, you got another open talk coming up, right? Yeah, open this uh, coming up this Thursday, um, uh, and uh, you can find this uh, on um, uh, YouTube. We stream it there live as well. Uh, American Photographic Artists. Uh, so look for the open talks on there. Uh, this week we have two. Uh, usually, uh, open talk was kind of founded by talking to um, people in the photo industry and the community uh, about uh, life before and now, and what they think the future is going to be in the, uh, the photographic uh, community uh, post COVID and and right now, and and how we're dealing with it, and uh, how um, people are trying to find work, and what uh, they think the future of the photography industry is going to be. So we have this ongoing conversation with new guests every week, and uh, this week we're actually not using two. Usually it's always photographers, but this week I'm using a, a, a photo agent and a producer, and uh, they're going to talk about the industry as well and, and continue about uh, the conversation. So it's 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 a really great ongoing conversation that we have, and uh, join us because we do it every week on at Thursdays at uh, 7 p.m. Eastern. Okay, great. And if nothing else, we may talk about this uh, short film or this film that uh, Ron is in. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, let's uh, let's get that up. Indeed. I think we should do a whole uh, episode on that, actually. Going on YouTube right now. <laughs> All right, well, that's going to end of this week's show. Thank you guys so much uh, for Evelyn, Travis, and Ron. I am David Murphy. This has been Around the Lens, episode 224, and we are out. Thanks for listening to Around the Lens. We hope you enjoyed the show. To continue the conversation, head on over to one of our social media outlets, such as Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or Twitter. To support the show financially, consider donating to us via Patreon. For show notes from this week's episode and links to everything else we talked about, just go to our website, aroundthelens.com. Finally, if you or someone you know might be a good guest for the show, get in touch with us via email at info at aroundthelens.com.